0: P.W. Comic World's weekly podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and co-editor of P.W. Comics World. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. Well, once again, I guess this is the third time we have the pleasure to have Joe Illich here. Um, newly appointed, I'm saying newly, but it's been a couple months now, Executive Editor of Valiant Comics, uh, Joe welcome to more to come yet again
1: thank you very much always <laughs> happy to visit
0: and believe me i know if you're on the show we got something important to talk about so that's that's this is good okay good you. Right. as good. long as you don't get tired of me no good. no that ain't gonna happen i all can right. see that now all right, all right so look obviously the last time you were here you were breaking out the launch of catalyst prime you were the senior editor at line forge right very interesting company in a lot of different ways you talked extensively about that uh I think we're in a period now where it seems as though a lot of people in the comics people are moving around, uh not just at Valiant, but at other places, too. 2019, is 2018 has been quite the year. It's been a lot of this motion been around. Quite um, the year. uh In many ways, I think that's almost predictable. As I've written about many times, I think the North American comics industry is in a state of flux and transition. I think it's a really interesting time. Absolutely. In comics publishing. Um, now, you're back and you're the executive editor of Valiant Comics. Um, for, tho- for those who don't know, could you give us a little short history? Um, I think it's Valiant started in 1989, something
1: like that. Right, so Valiant started in 1989. Um, two of the leaders of Valiant were Jim Shooter, who was the editor in chief of mm-hmm. Marvel Comics, and Bob Layton. You know, Mm -hmm. a living legend, Mm -hmm. you know, really well known for his seminal work on Iron Man, Mm -hmm. for Marvel Comics, writer, illustrator. So they really led the charge with the first Valiant that started in 89. Um, The first books of their interactive universe started coming out in the early 90s. So that was also a really important time, a paradigm shift in, like, American comics. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, they really came out at a time when the two more popular companies, Marvel Mm -hmm. and DC, were not at their peaks, Mm -hmm. and the readers were looking for stories. They were looking for stories, they were looking for characters, and here came this company with these two veterans, and they did what seemed to be the impossible, Mm -hmm. which was not only to be able to chart their own path you know with distinction mm-hmm. but to be able to create material that was just as good if not better sure. than these two titans whom had been around for decades you know it it was truly like the underdog story yeah. it was truly the story of the entrepreneurial spirit mm-hmm. right and then, you know, flash forward to 2012, mm-hmm. when Valiant launched again mm-hmm. under the ownership of Dinesh Desani and Jason Katari. Mm-hmm.
0: Just to jump in for a second, there was another period there where the gaming company, Acclaim, took over control of the company. Right. That was
1: in the mid-90s at some yes, point. Yes, Acclaim bought the Valiant mm-hmm. properties, and they called it Acclaim Comics. Right,
0: okay. So mm-hmm.
1: that was an interesting period in the company, you know, when... The fans look at what they consider crucial Valiant mythology. Acclaim Comics is in a very weird space. I mean, it didn't even have the name Valiant.
0: Yeah, okay. So,
1: you know, from the fan point of view, basically we jumped from the shooter Layton era to Mm. the Sean Dasani Simons era of Valiant. And that's what's Mm. happening now. The Valiant that we have now is the Valiant that launched in 2012. And that's actually,
0: I mean, we've written a a couple of things about Valiant, not a lot, but actually one of the things we did was, in 2011, we did a piece talking with um, Fred Pierce. Yes, Fred, the publisher. And basically kind of looking at the the relaunch, essentially, of Valiant that was was coming in 2012. So this is what you're talking about right now. That's right. All right. Um... Okay, uh, 2018, uh, DMG shows up. Now, I should say, Valiant has its own intricate, deep network of characters. I mean, um, they may not be as well known, but Valiant fans are very, they're very, they're very powerful. They're very supportive of the company. I mean, I know people that are really into the comics. I don't know it as well. I know a few series. So, yeah, so like, tell us something
1: about the Valiant universe. Well, the Valiant universe is a universe that has over 2,000 characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned the fans. When you're talking mm-hmm. about the fans, the fans are some of the most loyal fans yes. that mm-hmm. I have ever come across. And it's loyal with love. When you're dealing with other companies, you get a love that can very quickly turn to hatred and bile. I think we know what we're talking about yeah. here. Yeah, and we don't see that with the Valiant fans. Mm-hmm. and. The Valiant fans aren't just the readers mm. or the creators, it's also the retailers. Yeah. It's also the people on the front lines mm. who are the advocates for these books. Mm. So, that whole body, that whole network is something very unique in the North American comic book space. Mm. And so, that's always a great foundation for the company. But, you know, going back to the entrepreneurial spirit of the company, The fact that it's like the underdog story, you know, Dinesh Shandasani and his Mm -hmm. partner Jason Katari bought the Valiant assets Mm -hmm. and put together an amazing team of people over a period of time and relaunched this company. And what stayed at the core of the company is that story and character are always the most important thing. Mm. Um, The talent that they brought together for the first wave, the way the books were put out, again they set themselves up for a very distinctive path among their competitors. Mm -hmm. And it really speaks to the lasting power of these characters and the mythology. Mm -hmm. And what makes the Valiant mythology special, separated from all others, is that you can tell a story in any genre Mm -hmm. in the Valiant universe. I feel that if you look at other universes, there are certain territories where... If they tread there, they won't really thrive. Mm -hmm. Valiant, that's not the case at all. We really run the gamut of genres. And because of that, it can invite any consumer. Mm -hmm. Cool. That's cool. And it's an intricate, interconnected universe. I mean,
0: in ways that seem actually more modern now in terms of your way. Maybe in some ways the way you would think about Catalyst Prime.
1: Right, right, right. You know, as opposed to
0: DC and Marvel, which was kind of a, you know, it's kind of a lot of story accumulated over years and years and years and years and
1: years. Right. It's interconnected. So it's interconnected in a way that the separate books can still be enjoyed on their own. Yes. Mm -hmm. When the characters get together for events, those events Have been set up over a period of years Mm -hmm. you know there's a real sense of causality and there's Mm -hmm. a real sense of building momentum so right now we're in the summer event called Harbinger Wars 2 Harbinger Wars 2 is something that has been building for the last two or three years okay so the fans recognize that this is really a culmination of stories and by the same token it's also an interesting entry point for new readers, mm-hmm. they come into the world, there's a big story happening, they meet these different characters, and part of what's going to be happening with our publishing plan going forward is from this event, we will be elevating certain characters in the story, mm-hmm. and it's going to make sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool.
1: All right. Um,
0: so you're Ed Lyon Forge. Right, right. <laughs> Uh, let's say a year ago right right uh you're once again putting together a very pioneering platform here of a very diverse but also very intricately designed superhero universe uh you're the guy uh and you make the switch now so can you tell us about why you thought this was a challenge that was you know ready for you or was the, the catalyst prime didn't need you anymore it was just this, this a too big an opportunity to pass up. How
1: how did you make the switch? Yeah, it's a number of things. So, you know, I've been a fan of the Valiant books since the 90s. And I came into the 2012 relaunch with the Harbinger series, which was really distinctive. And so I've been reading the books for years. And the company has gone through change. We've seen a whole wave of people behind the scenes go... And new people come in. Mm -hmm. And so when I was approached to take on this new role, it really took some thought, Mm -hmm. you know, and I had to interview with a number of people. I had a number of talks with Warren Simons, um, Mm -hmm. the editor in chief, my predecessor, Mm -hmm. um, meeting with Fred Pierce, the publisher. Mm -hmm. And Fred is really the spine of the company going back to the Mm -hmm. original Valiant in the Mm -hmm. nineties. And then my final interview was with Dan Mintz who's the chairman um, of Valiant and the co-owner of TMG mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Entertainment that owns Valiant. So it really came to a lot of discussions. Mm-hmm. And what I was able to bring to the table was a combination of a love for the characters and the mythology as well as a fresh set of eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's how that happened. In terms of moving on from Lion Forge and Catalyst Prime... You know, I worked with a great team of creators and we built something that this industry was missing for 20 years, Mm. which was a multicultural superhero science fiction universe. It's out there and it doesn't need me. It was always more than one individual. Mm. And I look forward to seeing how it's going to grow. And what's interesting is now I'm on the other side because my predecessor, Warren Simons, You know, he and Dinesh really put everything they had into relaunching the Valiant Universe. Mm -hmm. And after six years, he moved on. And I'll always be grateful that he thought about me and considered me and considered me the right person to pass the baton to. You know, that level of trust is something that I was truly touched by. I'm honored by it. And I take Mm -hmm. it seriously. And so... In a weird way, I simultaneously passed the torch on one universe Mm, at the same time it was passed to me to take on another one. So I found it really symmetrical in that way. Yeah,
0: and and, and it's... it's, it's, I think it says something really important about this moment in, in, in comics and graphic novel publishing. So, uh, but one thing I want to jump on because I neglected, I want to make sure people know just a little bit about your back, background. Uh, you started your career at Milestone Media, pioneering African American owned imprint at, at, DC Comics, um, uh, co-founded by Dwayne McDuffie, the late Dwayne McDuffie. I want to make yes. sure, yes. uh, you know, you can go back to the previous, I think was, uh, podcast 277. But I want to get that out there now. Um That before you move to Lion Forge, absolutely. Oh, and oh, don't let me leave out DC.
1: No, and, and you obviously. Can't, and you Batman can't.
0: editor, excuse me. That's right. Birds that's of right. Prey
1: uh, yeah. editor as well. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, you know, I had the fortune, the amazing fortune of learning editorial first from Dwayne yeah. McDuffie, and then from Denny O'Neill. Yes. Mm. So you're talking about two. You know, legendary trailblazers in the industry back to back were my mentors. And so what I really got from them was not only understanding what the job of editorial leadership is, mm. but also a true understanding of story and character and a love for mythology. Mm-hmm. And so that is what I want to bring to Valiant. I really want to be able to bring a fresh set of eyes and look at this amazing mythology and say, okay, how can we take it to the next level? You know, it's like that line from the Black Panther movie that Cheery says, just because something is perfect doesn't mean it can't be better. (laughs) You know, the Valiant universe (laughs) is perfect.
0: We can make it better. There you go. Um, So we're going to jump back now to DMG. Okay. Okay. 2018, DMG acquires... Um, Valiant Comics. That's right. Um, you know, we talked about that acquisition on the podcast. we were a little concerned at the time because of some of the comments, uh, uh that, that, that were quoted in the media. From, right. From, right. From Mr. Mintz. Uh, one, one was more or less that, Oh, we're going to expand the movie side. Nothing wrong with that. We understand that that's, uh, sort of a byproduct in many ways of, of putting together good content. But we're a little concerned about, about another comment that came out of the, uh, I think it was the, uh, the, um, Hollywood Reporter account, uh, that they weren't going to expand the publishing side. And it, there were, you know, it was a vision of, uh, you know, an unfortunate tendency maybe we saw about 10 years ago where people seemed to see comics People were buying into the comics industry and they were sort of seeing comics as a prelude to a movie. Um, but, of course, uh, the hiring of you and other things that have happened, uh, including Mel Kalo moving over there. Oh, my goodness. To Working really, with Mel is really a great obviously, opportunity. Uh, a, a great professional, uh, an experienced professional has made us, you know, get reassured us that something really interesting is going on. Good, so good. what can
1: you tell us about DMG Entertainment? Okay, I can tell you that, you know, working with DMG has been pretty seamless. They're really an ally to Valiant Comics. And they want Valiant Comics to be the best that it can be, to go to the next level. And right now we have a publishing plan laid out for 2019, We have the first half of 2020 figured out. Mm. We are really going full guns blazing on expanding this universe, and really because there's a larger audience out there. Mm. You know, as you said, the comic book industry is changing. 2018 is a great year for change because we're seeing the growth. We're seeing the elevation of voices that have always been in comics, Mm. but are now more powerful and louder And ubiquitous. And so we're going to respond to that. We're looking at our existing loyal fans, and we want to give them company. Mm -hmm. We want more people to come to the Valiant Universe. And the way we're going to do that is by getting broader. It's about taking more chances. It's about seizing this moment of excitement. Mm -hmm. And so we have gotten nothing but support from DMG. Mm -hmm. So, and look, you know me, I love comics. No one who's in this business is in this business to make a ton of money. We're here (laughs) because the comic book language, the medium, is a medium that can tell stories in ways no other can. It is possibly the most collaborative medium that gives you the most immediate gratification where a number of people can work together on something and six weeks later... It's a tangible book. sure. And so the only way I would come to Valiant is if Valiant was a company that believed in making the best comic books and graphic novels with great characters and great stories with great talent. And so that's what we are. Well, believe it. Uh, we changed our opinion about.
0: Uh, the, <laughs> we, as I said, we were much reassured uh, when you were hired, without a doubt. Well, I mean, thank there's you. Great very much.
1: goodwill in this business around anything that you're going to do. You can believe that. Well, thank you very much. And you know, again, I was really blessed to be offered the opportunity. As you pointed out, the other new people on board: Mel Kalo, our mm-hmm. director of marketing; Matt Klein, our director of sales. We have great teams in the company. Editorial. Design, production, marketing, sales, everyone who works at the company really believes in what Valiant stands for. And so being able to walk into that family where everyone has a common mindset, where everyone has experience and a true love for this and a positive attitude because you know what's really tiring is negative attitudes towards genres, negative attitudes towards interactive universes. You know, we're in a time where two of the top grossing films in the history of films are Avengers Infinity War, which was the culmination of a 10-year cinematic plan of the possibly the biggest interconnected universe in media and Black Panther. Absolutely. So, you know... This is an exciting time. This is an exciting time for stories of characters on mythic levels, mm. stories that can resonate with us. I mean, think about it. An actor like Chris Evans who plays Captain America can go on Twitter and constantly challenge the position of a national leader. Yeah. That kind of convergence of symbolism. Mm. Because Captain America is now this globally known icon. That happened because two gentlemen named Joe Simon and Jack Mm -hmm. Kirby in the 40s created a comic book character. For sure. So this is an exciting time for large scale mythical storytelling. And Valiant is the best company to do that and it's also a good time as
0: you've already mentioned here uh to take a look at the at, at how our whole imagination of the social fabric works in these stories so about the diversity uh, inclusiveness um, however you want to describe it but making sure that there's stories that reflect the world that we actually live in absolutely um obviously you've talked about this a lot you've made it a part of your professional life uh, um, uh how does the Valiant Universe fit in on that level? For one thing, I will say, I mean, it, it, I was impressed. There is, there are a wide variety of characters. I did, uh, I did, uh, have lunch with, with, with Fred mm-hmm. uh, and I think with Russell Brown. Yes. At one point. Yes. Uh, and I was asking about the characters and it seems as if, I mean, they, they're pulling characters, they're updating characters very often and pulling characters in that I really did not know anything about, but have always been a part of the Valiant Universe. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, at a certain point, I want to go through a couple of the real well known and just hear you talk about, uh, about the series. But, but yeah, can you talk just generally about, um, how people of color, uh, uh, other kinds of diverse characters, uh, will be incorporated into the, absolutely. Universe? So,
1: number one, the Valiant universe is already a universe that reflects our world. Mm-hmm. So, it's not a situation where, you have to come in and change it. Yeah. It's already that. And, you know, I spoke last year at the Comic Creator Conference um, at Long Beach Comic Con, Mm -hmm. and I had a revelation. And what it is is I was really thinking about, you know, you mentioned Dwayne who passed away. I was really thinking about what did he want to accomplish in comics? What was the mission that he had that... You know, he passed away before getting to complete. And we talk about diversity and we talk about inclusiveness, but there's also meritocracy. Oh, yeah. Right. And meritocracy deals with the idea that if you are talented, you can get work in this business. Right. Mm -hmm. So what we're talking about is a universal ethos that encompasses everybody. Right, The Valiant Universe is a metaphor for that. The Valiant Universe coming out the gate has always had people from different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about that, that it has been that way from Jump, that it is constantly evolved in that direction, it was just part of the fabric. Mm -hmm. It's not a matter of coming in there... And having to change it to reflect the world. It does reflect the world. The characters are more grounded. Mm -hmm. The characters are more conflicted. Mm -hmm. More of the characters do not wear costumes than Mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. And so when people call it a superhero universe, it's so much more than that. Mm -hmm. So the Valiant universe has always been one that reflected our world in its characters in its stories and so we're building on that legacy and again we're going to take something that's perfect and make it better Great. Um, let's go through some of the series. I mean, like I said, I'm not an expert on the
0: Van Universe, but, you know, I've I dipped, right, I, I dipped in you here. Know, we're going to change that. I've dipped in here and there. We're going to make you an expert. And I got a big stack of them here. I've been sort of been jumping through. All see right, it, all see right. Seeing what's what. So, I mean, one, the, if there's one character that I have read a little bit of, it's Bloodshot. So okay. what can
1: you tell us about Bloodshot? Well, Bloodshot, you know, is a very important character. Interestingly enough, Bloodshot is the first one that's gonna hit the big screen. Yes, right. You know, there's going to be the big Sony film with Vin Diesel, which is really great. We're all looking forward to that. You know, Bloodshot is basically a military soldier whom has been injected with a bunch of microscopic technology called Mm. nanites, billions of nanites going through his body, and it makes him nearly impossible to kill. The big issue with Bloodshot is that he doesn't know who he is. Mm. He has layers of false memories in his mind, and he's trying to get to his true identity. So that's where the pathos of the character Mm. is. Mm. You can say the high action element is that, you know, you chop his arm off, off, he can build his arm back. Mm. But that's not the human core. The Mm. human core is a man who's trying to answer the question, who am I? right mm-hmm. and that's something that anyone can identify mm-hmm. with so it's going to be really interesting to see a story with that level of action and pathos come to the big screen so he's one of our more popular characters the real flagship character of the company is Exo-Man of War yes you yeah. know Exo-Man of War is Eric of Dacia he was pulled out of 400 BC kidnapped mm-hmm. by a group of aliens from a race called the Vine mm-hmm. and He was enslaved along with a number of his people for centuries, and he comes into contact with an artifact which turns out to be an alien intelligence that becomes a suit of armor. He escapes his captors, but due to the nature of time travel and Mm faster-than-light travel, when he returns to the world, he returns to the world in our modern time. Mm -hmm. So that's the crazy thing. You're taking someone with a certain set of principles – about honor and about war and you're dropping him into a time in which our values are constantly shifting they've totally eroded war is happening at a distance people whom have never engaged in war send billions of people to die and it's really a culture class shock and it's how he can bring his principles to this modern time and be a leader Okay. So tell us about
0: Harbinger. And that's a kind of a that's more as much of kind of a concept in the Valiant Universe. Yeah. Uh,
1: and and the Psyots. Right, 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 which I think are the same thing. Right, right, yeah. right, right. So with Harbinger, you're basically talking about the fact that one out of every billion people has superpowers. Mm. But all the superpowers are latent. They have to be activated. So um one of the first psyots in the world a Japanese man named Toyo Harada. Okay, mm-hmm. right. Whose powers were activated in the Hiroshima bombing ah, okay. of the forties? Right. Um, he created the foundation, which is called the Harbinger Foundation, and his mission is to find people like him with superpowers mm-hmm. and unlock them. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, as someone who got his power through a destructive act of war. He is trying to prevent the elimination of his people. If Psyots are the evolution of humanity, and humanity is going to go forward, then someone has to lead them. And what that also means is for the Psyots to go forward, they may have to take over. They may have Mm -hmm. to be wiser than a humanity that drops two bombs on a nation, right? Mm -hmm. So he's kind of a dictator, But he's a dictator with a purpose and what he believes is the right thing. And what happened is his best student, Peter Stanchek, rebelled against him and started Mm -hmm. the rebellion. And by starting the rebellion, he went out in the world and activated more young people with powers and created the Harbinger resistance. Mm -hmm. So what we're talking about is a generational conflict. Um, The first writer of the Harbinger Relaunch, Joshua Dysart, Mm -hmm. called it a youth revolt story.
0: Great. And Mm -hmm. we
1: absolutely believe that. And in these times, that's pretty relevant. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, A series, a character also that seems to have gotten a lot of attention in recent recent year or two, Faith.
1: Yes. Tell us about Faith. Yes. So Faith Herbert is the most humane, Mm good-hearted geek in the Valiant Universe. She's actually one of the Saiyans that was activated by Peter Stanchek mm-hmm. when he rebelled against Toyo Harada. Um, and the great thing about Faith is she's just so good-natured. She wants to be the kind of superhero that she read about in comics. So in, in a way, she's an anachronism, but also in a way, she's exactly what this world needs. Yeah. And so her entire existence... Is about helping people. Mm-hmm. It's not about getting anything from people. It's about helping people. Um, Faith is a full figured young mm-hmm. lady, mm-hmm. and so with her, we were able to explore body diversity in mm-hmm. our characters. And by doing that, you know she has become a symbol. Yeah. You know, in yeah. this world, in this fictional world, and. She's really been a breakout character for us through Faith. Valiant has been able to really expand to a younger audience, a female audience. She's really led the charge. And what Faith has done for Valiant, we will be expanding upon that as well. Faith is going to continue to be a major character in the Valiant universe. And we will be looking to see how we can do more stories... To speak to this growing audience, how we can have more characters that reflect the point of view of this growing audience. I'm gonna I'm gonna
0: return to that in a second. I just want to hit on one or two more of your series, in particular, because the the, the very world can seem a little dark. Mm-hmm. But then there's uh, Quantum and Woody. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so
1: tell us about Quantum and Woody. So Quantum <laughs> and Woody are basically two adoptive brothers who love each other and can't stand each other at the same time. <laughs> one of them is more of a military guy and one of them is basically more of like a freewheeling guy laid back, doesn't take anything seriously. So Quantum is basically more of like a military superhero and Woody is his brother and he just doesn't take anything seriously and there's a weird thing going on where because of their superpowers they have to return in proximity to each other every 24 hours or else God only knows what's right. going to happen. <laughs> yes. And that's something that we're going to explore. But at the heart, it's a story about two guys who love each other and can't stand each other at the same time. And in times of crisis, they're going to have each other's backs. And again, you know, that really speaks to how the Valiant Universe works a human story on which we can superimpose these fantastic elements. But the story of two brothers, that's universal. Sure. That goes back to the Bible. Yeah. But it's also it's it's an action but it's a comedy too. I mean
0: it's a it's a com I mean they're 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 cracking on each other. I mean it's uh it has a, it has it it's not your typical kind of, you know
1: That's true, that's true. And you know it's the kind of comedy that comes out of life in general. Yes, really. Yeah, yeah, comedy yeah. is not the thrust of the story. The thrust of the story is really the relationship between yes. the two brothers. But the comedy that there comes are comic out elements, and then we have a goat in the book as well. <laughs> yes, so if you're going to have a yeah. goat as a third member somewhere along the way. There are going to be laughs. So no, it's really great in that way, and that's a really unusual. Part of the Valiant Universe because that really did come out of the Acclaim era hmm. that you first oh, really? spoke did, 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 about. Yeah, actually, I like, really was... and Woody was created no, by Christopher, Christopher Priest. Christopher Priest was and, one of the creators of that. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. MD yeah. So yeah. having them in the Valiant Universe, you know, again, really speaks to not ignoring history but bringing everything forward, and they're just a welcome addition yeah. to the group. And 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 I've only
0: mentioned a few but I want to mention I want I want to hear talk about one of the uh, what Unity this that's this, this is the team concept
1: in it. Right Unity is a team book that came about when one of the Psyots called Livewire chose to portray Toya Harada and really create Love diverse character Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um Livewire is a black woman mm-hmm. Amanda McKee she's been around since Harbinger number 2 I believe uh, uh. back in 2012 a long standing character going through a major arc She's going to get her own limited series starting in December, and she created this super team out of a rebellious act. Hmm. And so Unity exists in kind of like a splinter way, these people who come together when there's really something of global level happening. But in general, those characters stand on their own. Hmm. One of the members of Unity is Ninjak. Ninjak is also one of our very popular characters. Um, Ninjak is a spy, martial artist um Colin King He works mm-hmm. for MI6 of British Intelligence mm-hmm. And, you know, people call him a combination of James Bond and Batman Because of his <laughs> charm <laughs> And because of his combat acumen yeah. But he is one of those long-standing characters That came from the first Valiant And what we've done is expand his mythology And the latest series shows how he is just one member of warriors Mm -hmm. in a project called the program so his name is ninjak but his designation is ninja k and so there's a whole alphabet Mm -hmm. of operatives going from ninja a to ninja z and so what the new series has done is it showed us some of these other operatives and where ninjak falls Into this covert operations ecosystem. Yeah, well, I think I've just finished reading about the
0: uh, Ninja G.
1: Yep, that's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. With that's the, right. With the with the big
0: seventies effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta so love that, her, that, that, right? That'll, that'll right, give right? you a clue. You, that'll clue you in right there. Exactly. Exactly. So, so okay. I, I wanted I wanted to give our listeners a sense of you know the 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 breadth of the the Vat universe. So. You're creating now a platform. You're you're heading into a uh, really a new world of comics publishing that's that's opening up today. Right. So uh, the book trade obviously is what we write about here, and we also maybe I say it too many times. We believe the book trade is fundamentally changing comics publishing. It's bringing more readers in, Absolutely. looking for a multiplicity of storytelling of all kinds, including superhero stories. So. Where does Valiant fit into this? And by by that, I mean, first of all, how many book collections do you do? I mean, I know you're you're collecting the series. I'd be curious to know if you're planning any original graphic novels. Right. So,
1: you know, Valiant really tries to allow easy access for new readers so we have a trade paperback program where our trade paperbacks have a price point of nine ninety nine. 99 They tend to be made up of three or four individual mm-hmm. issue stories. And so, if you look at Exo Man of War, that program nine ninety nine trade paperbacks, Ninja K, Shadow Man, mm-hmm. which we yes. just did a mm-hmm. relaunch of. The first trade mm-hmm. paperback will be coming out soon. Cool. So mm-hmm. that's one thing in that we can take the stories in the direct market. And we can get them to the book trade market. Mm. We can do it for a very appealing price point and our stories are good entry points for new audiences. Um, when you're talking about the kind of stories that we have that really are excelling in the book trade market, we have a series of trade paperbacks under the title Divinity. Oh sure. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah, I a really high it, concept a, yeah. story mm-hmm. about, um, a group of Russian cosmonauts who are sent into space in the 60s, and one of the only survivors is a black yep. cosmonaut named it's Abram like Russian Ad- cosmonaut. That's yeah. right, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Abram Adams yeah. comes back to this world in mm. present time, and what happens because of that? Mm. What happens because this Russian cosmonaut with the power of a god to bend mm. physics comes back almost 60 years later into this world, right? And so our Divinity Collection has been really successful for us in the book trade market. Mm, You mentioned Faith before. The Faith Trade Paperback Collection has been great. The librarians have loved it. And the work led by writer Jody Hauser Mm. and a great team of artists, letterers, and colorists have really made a good presence there. We also have Britannia. Britannia, which is... Um, I'm not jump started. With this one. Yeah, yeah Britannia is jump started by writer Peter Milligan, and it tells oh, the sure. story Great. of the very first detective in ancient Rome, um, a detective who worked for Nero oh, at the time. And so, basically, it's historical fiction in the vein of Game of Thrones, and it's been really this amazing access point for people mm-hmm. because you can read Britannia as historical fiction and not have to know anything about the valiant universe but if you read britannia and you like it then you can look at whatever else we have divinity is a series of stories that while it exists in the valiant universe the stories are told in a way where if you don't know the valiant universe you can read divinity so we have great entry points for the larger universe for books that can be their own individual silos like a divinity mm-hmm. or a faith or a Britannia. We have great trade paperback programs for them as well. You know, we're really looking forward to ALA coming up very coming soon. Up, yeah. And one of the newer titles we have is called Valiant High, which oh, basically yes. reimagines yes. the Valiant universe of characters, yes. but as teenagers in a fictional high school. And that is really going to be a great entry point for younger readers as well. Mm. So we're going to be highlighting the Valiant High trade paperback at ALA. And so, again, that's ways of taking our mythology, um, doing a remix, but creating a good entry point the same way that various other companies have done the same. Because the thing about great characters is you can do that. If you look at other companies, I mean, Archie really excels at yes. this, mm-hmm. where you can take a group of characters and at their core – you can transpose them in different eras, different age yeah. ranges. So, Valiant High is a representation of that.
0: Yeah, and and um, that which touches off another question that I was heading toward is just young adult reading, uh, middle grade reading has really been driving graphic novels in the book trade. Absolutely. So, I wanted to see where does Valiant see. C- and and it seems like you
1: are putting together um, books that are aimed at this target market. Definitely. And again, you know, the company is going to be growing. Mm-hmm. So we have so many characters that you can do archaeology and pull them out mm-hmm. and elevate them the same way that we took Livewire and through her importance in the larger mythology of the Valiant universe, we've elevated her so that she's going to get a limited mm-hmm. series we are looking at the rest of the universe and thinking about characters like Faith and Valiant High mm-hmm. and other ways that we can tell stories to this growing audience, younger people, yeah. um, people from different backgrounds, um, across all genders, that we can have these discussions about through stories. So we're really looking forward to surprising people, to laying out the publishing plan as it unfolds, and to show how we're going to be inviting a number of people to the Valiant Universe.
0: Well, it's really interesting time. Here. I mean, uh, for so many years, and this, this, this is an old story in the comics industry. Um, uh, younger readers were somewhat ignored. I mean, that, that that's no longer the case. Um, I think that the industry is really setting the groundwork here, and the book trade is jumping in on this too. But 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 the book trade has done this, making sure that young people have content that, that they are, that not only they like, that, that their parents like. Right. And that will, that will make readers, make people readers from cradle to the grave. So I think comics right now has a unique opportunity in its history to reinvest in this particular generation. Um, who are going to become your customers, you That's know, right. over That's the right. next, you know, five to 10 years anyway.
1: That's so, right. And this is the best way to do it. And, you know, what's important is, When you're growing, you have to grow naturally. Mm -hmm. So you can't look at the growing audience and then force your operation to accommodate all of them. You have to have a true understanding of your company's mission, your company's ethos, your company's lane. So Valiant launched in 2012. It took time to elevate faith to... Mm -hmm. You know, a breakout character. But that happened over time. You know, Valiant didn't look at the industry and say, Oh, we suddenly need this, so we're going to create it. So the growth and the reaching out to this larger audience, it's going to happen organically. And you know, another thing is, Valiant does not insult younger people. Like, when I was in the fourth grade, I was reading X-Men comic books that dealt with adult themes. So... We're going to talk straight to younger people. We're mm-hmm. not going to talk down to them mm-hmm. when you're talking about middle grade, when you're talking about YA, you're talking about aspirational fiction. Mm-hmm. So there's a reason that younger people are responding to faith. When you look at Harbinger, you know, again, Harbinger is a big saga about young people fighting back against authority, having the freedom to use their special abilities. That's something that a 10 year old can read. Sure. Look at our content in a variety of entertainment. You know, so we're not going to be dumbing down the material. What we are going to do is widen the breadth of this universe. And by doing that, we're going to speak to a larger audience and we'll do it over time and it'll be organic. Do you see uh, original graphic novels as any part of your publishing program? That's definitely part of a large discussion happening. Okay. About the growth of the company Mm. Um, You know, I had the honor and pleasure Of sitting down with Bob Layton Mm. Who was one of the founders Of Mm. the original Valiant The second editor-in-chief In in the history of Valiant Mm. We had a long talk In which he kindly afterwards You know, he said Okay, I'm good with you So he kind of like Kindly passed the goblet (laughs) In a way But in doing that You know, one thing that we talked about And it's something that I talk about with the editorial team, Fred Pierce, the publisher, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the directors of marketing and sales Mm -hmm. all the time is expanding into other markets, looking at the book trade. You know, if you decide something is going to be an original graphic novel, why? What is going to make that different Mm -hmm. from collecting a story arc of single issues into a trade? So... You're going to be hearing more. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. All right. And what you're going to see is that we are thinking about everybody. We are thinking about the larger audience, how they want their stories, what kind of characters they want in their stories, the formats that they're familiar and comfortable with. And you're going to see some interesting things coming out of the company. All right. Well, we'll talk some more when that. When that's when right. That's that, right. That I point. guarantee you, you're going to hear some uh, things. And you're going to call.
0: <laughs> okay. That sounds good. All right. So look, we're running out of little time here. I'm going to hit on a couple other things. Sure. You mentioned uh, some of the uh, the movie uh, stuff that's coming. But there are other things in, in the works too, isn't there? Isn't there um, a Quantum and Woody thing in development? You know,
1: there's a number of television shows and films in development. With Sony, the big deal is bloodshot and harbinger
0: yeah, okay because mm-hmm. if you
1: look in the books bloodshot and harbinger have um, common connective points sure. they have mm-hmm. a shared history so in the books bloodshot and harbinger led to a big event called Harbinger wars mm-hmm. so basically the way the Sony structure is is you know you have bloodshot you have harbinger and you develop them both and you can lead to this focal point which can be a big story in the universe. Mm -hmm. But as you said, we have other things in development, you know, with other studios. And really now again, that's where DMG has been a great ally to Valiant Comics because they really give us the freedom to develop. Mm -hmm. And, you know, by having the freedom to develop, to create the best comics with great characters, great stories, and great creators, those things open more doors to stories on the larger landscape mm-hmm. when you look at what's out there you're not just talking a big screen you're talking streaming yeah exactly. look at mm-hmm. runaways on hulu yeah look at cloak and dagger on mm-hmm. freeform you're seeing that these mythologies can work on other platforms by working and gaming. on other platforms. We're, and gaming Absolutely. we're, we're,
0: we're going to be doing a, a feature later in the year where we're looking at comics and gaming both From both points, from turning games
1: into comics and comics into games and and other things in between. The fact of the matter is the best stories can transfer to different mediums. Mm -hmm. So that's what we have to concentrate on at Valiant Mm -hmm. Comics. The best stories. We can do the best stories. DMG as an ally can look into how can we get those stories to a larger audience. But they have really been very supportive of what publishing wants to do, which is really just expand the universe. All right. So more things
0: are coming on more platforms at some point. Uh, you mentioned Harb- Harbinger,
1: War- Harbinger Wars right. are, is coming. This is the publishing side again here. That's uh, right. We have yeah. Harbinger Wars 2 right now, yeah. which is the big event that's happening right now. And out of that event, you know, we're launching our Valiant Beyond right. initiative right. with, with yeah. four new series. Mm-hmm. Um, one is a new faith series mm-hmm. called Faith Dreamside mm-hmm. Which is really going to be great It's going to co-star um, Other female characters from the Valiant Universe And it's really going to be A bit of Kind of like a surreal horror story That in its core is going to Get to the heart of the character About why she's a hero And can she continue to be a hero You know that's a core question For her to have her um, mm-hmm. Geek ethos challenged Right at her core So this story is going to do that. Um, The next story we're going to have, so Faith Dreamside is launching in September. Mm -hmm. What's going to be launching in November is going to be Bloodshot Rising Spirit. Since Mm -hmm. Bloodshot is going to be hitting the big screen, we thought it the perfect time to tell the true Mm -hmm. origin of Bloodshot. So this is going to be his definitive origin. Is there a projected date for the, the film? You know, right now, you know, we're waiting to hear the yeah. exact okay. month and date. So, we know it's going to be coming out soon and I believe shooting has already started or is yeah. about to start. Cool. So, from our point of view, that's why it's necessary to have Bloodshot Rising Spirit right now to tell the origin of the character so that when that film comes out, there'll be a great access point cool. for mm-hmm. a larger audience to meet Bloodshot that's going to be coming out in November. In December we're going to have the Live Wire miniseries and that is going to basically show how a superpowered powered deciding to go against war with the American military-industrial complex by basically shutting off all the electrical systems and plunging America into a state of darkness. What's the consequences of that? Yeah. We should you know,
0: mention what Live Wire's powers are. Yes, yes.
1: Her powers is that she has a psionic relationship with technology, electrical Mm -hmm. systems so basically when she found out that the military was trying to kill all of her people, she basically went in an act of revolt and she shut down all the electrical systems satellites cell phones, Mm -hmm. pacemakers the whole ball of wax and threw America into a blackout that is what kicks off Harbinger Wars 2 what's the consequence of that? When you go up against the nation's power structures, what's the blowback of that? Live Wire is going to explore that and really elevate the character in the universe. And then in February, we're going to be doing Incursion. Incursion is going to be a science horror series, which is basically going to deal with what happens when another alien society... Forcefully tries to crash into ours. It's basically Mm -hmm. going to be like colonization, Mm -hmm. but on a much larger scale. And that's going to start in February. That's going to be our first event in 2019. And again, at the core of these is our characters moving the mythology forward and really telling some of the best stories. But those are going to be the first four books in the Valiant Beyond initiative. And we're looking at all of those. To be really good entry points for new readers into the Valiant universe.
0: Great. Um, Well, you know, you've kind of asked. uh, I I sort of suggested at the beginning, you know, that I I wanted to talk a little bit about where you saw Valiant in the current, you know, landscape of comics publishing. You've kind of mentioned that a little bit. You know, any closing reflections on on where Valiant? Because. some people do perceive, I mean, you've talked about how there's a variety of genres available in, in Valiant Comics. Absolutely. You're, there is a perception, obviously, of you being a superhero publisher. Right. But that's one genre among many. It's a tough landscape out there. Right. Uh, in the direct market. It's dominated by the two companies you mentioned earlier, Marvel and DC. And I have always want to know, you know, where a company sees itself when they're, when they're looking into that market. They're looking into other markets too, but obviously the direct market is very important to you. Any reflections on where the direct market is, is right now and how they're responding to, um, to, to the material from Valiant?
1: Well, I can tell you that Valiant has always had a great relationship with retailers. Mm-hmm. That relationship is only growing. Um, I was at Heroes Con mm-hmm. in Charlotte, North Carolina recently, and I had the opportunity to speak with a number of retailers. They're very supportive of Valiant, the Valiant Beyond initiative, really offering their insights. They're really allies. Yeah. You know, we're all allies in the ecosystem. And Valiant has clearly identified its lane as a hero universe, right? And it's a hero universe that tells stories about people that are closer to us in terms of what they're going through in life, their conflicts, their roads to heroism, or their roads to villainy Mm. and the thin line between both. Mm. And... That's what separates us. I think when you look at these other universes, the lines are so hard and clear, but that's not real life. Yeah, right. So our characters are more grounded, and story and character are always the most important okay. thing because without those things, everything else doesn't matter.
0: You All know? Right. Well, you're also going to be. I assume are you going to be at ALA, which will be uh, we're recording this on a Monday and. It's going to... ALA opens toward the end of this week.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, right now, because of my job, sometimes I really have to stay in the office and help make the donuts. So a variety of my (laughs) colleagues are going to be at ALA. And where I will likely be next is San Diego Comic-Con. All right. And then after San Diego Comic-Con, I'll be at New York Comic-Con. All right. But, you know, my first time out was recently at Heroes Con. Fred Mm -hmm. Pierce, the publisher, decided to let me out of the office (laughs) and say go to Heroes Con. So... That was really my first appearance, and, you know, we're basically at all the major conventions. Mm -hmm. Heroes Con happened the same weekend at Denver Comic Con, and we were both there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. So our presence is just going to continue to grow. You're going to see us there. We love to talk with everybody, the fans, the retailers. We have a great team of creators. We're inviting new creators to the Valiant Universe. So we're going to be available. We're going to be out there, and we're going to keep charting our unique course in this industry. Okay. Well, we like
0: talking to you, too, uh, and hearing about Valiant, and we'll be hearing about it more from you in the future. That's right. Joe, thank you once again for being on More to Come.
1: Thank you, Calvin. Great to be here.